0: Good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. When somebody sends you a video of somebody singing or rapping and that the words to the song reach somewhere into your soul where you're almost afraid to go, where you almost feel like they're intruding on your world, like they're pulling stuff out of your life that you want to be hidden and not noticed by anyone, when they're saying words that you can't say yourself um, for fear, of retaliation or people coming after you. Um, even for fear of your own psyche, like your mentality of who you are and your soul. Um, that's what happened to me this week. Um, uh, a mom <laughs> and she's a smart mom. She sent me a video of her son, uh, rapping. I did not know who this guy was. Uh, Now I do. And everybody else in town seems to know who he is. But the mom, why I love this so much is because she sent it to me and just said, take a listen to this and see what you think. And if she'd written me and said, hey, this is my son. Uh, You should hear him sing. I'm going to think, ah, it's a mom just bragging about her kid and I might not look at it. So this woman is a marketing genius and she loves her boy. Um, And he's a big boy. (laughs) So um, we're going to Bring him on in just a second, but first I want to thank our sponsors, Coburg Road Car Wash, because today was a really good day for a car wash. Well, hello, Renee. Hi, Rick. You're sponsoring the show tonight, so I thought I'd get some video going through the car wash. Is that okay?
1: Absolutely, and it's a great day
0: for a car wash. I'm so glad you're here. It's never it's a bad day. never a bad day for a car wash. That is, as you can see, everyone's coming. Watch the show tonight. I
2: will, what time? Five o'clock.
0: Five o'clock, start, start. Yeah, we're gonna have a heck of a time.
1: I'm off here in a
0: couple minutes. I will tune in at five o'clock. Good evening. I'm Rick Dancer, and that is Coburg Road Car Wash, our sponsor. But let's just not even wait anymore. Let's bring him on. This is Ender One. Hey, what's up? What's up, Rick? Oh, my God. I You are like my new uh, favorite artist, you know.
1: I, hey, uh, I appreciate that. And, and that's hilarious about my mom because I'm telling you right now, nobody was more jacked about you than my mom. I swear. I was, like, questioning her legitimacy as far as, okay, is this taking it a little bit past into the crush scene? She called you a silver fox at one point. I'm like, look. (laughs) She's going, you go, Mom, you cannot date the guy. He's married.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, chill out, Mom. You're married. Besides, is that weird? Like, makes me your, like, step-papa or something? I don't (laughs) even know.
1: That's just kind of weird, huh? Wrong webcam. I'm out of here. Sorry, have dragged your poor mother into this.
0: So ender one, I want you to start off first with because I kept looking at the word and going, how the fuck do I say that? (laughs) I don't know what this is, but tell them what it was. And then how come? Because I love how you change that in. And I'm going to share this around a little bit. I'm going to take myself off. Tell them what
1: you So. Yeah, the name itself, um, <clears throat> you know, rap names in general, let's just be honest, are fucking corny. You know, excuse my language, but it's just the truth. And, uh, um, you know, part of my story is uh, uh, I'm kind of a transplant from Southern California to Oregon. And uh, I spent some times on, sh- on the street as a teenager and actually, you know, was was living downtown Eugene before all those streets were paved. You know, slept under Washington, Jefferson, Bridge the whole nine. And, you know, in the street culture, um, hip hop culture in general kind of embraced me. And, uh, uh, and really gave me life and uh, uh, the artistic kind of creativity that comes with that is not a, a thing that's really known, uh, but graffiti and street culture was something that I absolutely kind of adapted to. And uh, that's where the name started from. And uh, in graffiti kind of terms, the The shorter name was the better. If you had too many letters, you wanted something real quick, you can just jot on the wall and get out of there and do whatever. And and I adapted and attached to the word endure. I found that word. Um, really interesting and really kind of relevant to my own life. And my mom even had mentioned it a few times. You know, you need to endure, you need to endure. Uh, But it was too long, you know, and so I shortened it up. And in graffiti terms, when you put the number one next to your name, usually that means you claim it, that's your name. And uh, and for years, that's just what I went by, because people already knew me kind of in the street culture um, as Ender One. And I figured, like, why would I switch it up? you know have some kind of cheesy rap name when people already know me as that you know i don't feel like kind of starting over in a sense and so um i just kept it as that and then when i got sober in 2005 that's when I kind of started to adapt more to, uh, the one W O N. So Ender one. And so, um, that's kind of, you know, the adaptation of where I went through, you know, like I was telling you on the phone, you know, rap names in general are corny. If I had to do it all over again, I probably just go by fucking Kenneth. I probably just go by my real name and just, Hey, it is what it is. But that's the story behind the name. But what I love though, Ender is because
0: you, with Endure, that is what you your life has been about endurance and and because you've had a a kind of fucked up life and and from our conversation, um and and then when you put one in there taking one and changing it to you won, um and because I, I think that speaks to who you are don't
1: you think? Well, it's one of those things where I um I guess I didn't think that much into it at the time you know it was just kind of like I'm sober I won it's almost like a. a it's almost like a self-affirmation in a way, right? Of like uh, of speaking that into existence type of thing, and uh, um, it, it absolutely, you know, when when I think back to the days of when I came up with that name, and I think of the places I've been and the things that I've seen in my life, there's no doubt that I attached to that word endure. You know what I'm saying? And uh, um, and putting the one behind it, you know. It sounds really finite, you know what I'm saying? Like you won, but that, ain't, you know, it's a, to me, you know, it's a continuous, it's a continuous battle, you know, and that's. that's. But,
0: but don't you think too, um, that it's, it, it's, um, you did win. And, and one of the things I have a trouble with sometimes when people say I'm in recovery and, and all my recovery friends, it's like, no, you, you're, you recovered. And I understand you can always go back, but all of us can go back and screw up. Well, like, one, it's like, I won, I beat it now. Do I have to continue to fight that every day you bet your ass right I am claiming it because I think half of it is well like I kind of won I'm kind of over it and it's like that's not
1: you know like for me at least this is you know just personally and all this shit obviously is subjective to the person right and to what they've been through Uh, but for me personally when I say something like I'm in recovery or I'm actively on the pursuit of winning it's just the simple fact of I'm a constant work in progress and the day that I me personally the day that i ever look at myself and go man i fucking made it you know uh i feel like you've already fucked up right know? yeah if you're already acting like you know everything in the world in the in, in whatever business or whatever field you in you have already fucked up and so for me personally um it's just a progress not perfection mentality and it's not to say that i'm not proud of where i've come from it's not to, it's not to say that i don't have those moments when i sit back and turn to my wife or my mom and i go Man, my life is not what it used to be, you know. Whatever, and I'm not who I'm used to be, and that's a good thing. Uh, But it's just, it's just to say that it is a constant um, humility that I feel like anyone that has walked through some serious shit in their life, if you lack that gratitude to be where you're at, um, there's something wrong, you know. Like, uh, and that, and that me for me has been kind of the staple of of everything that you see happening, right? Because, like, I joked around on the phone, like I never was like. You know what I want to be when I'm 36? I want to be a dad rapper from Oregon. You know, oh <laughs> you know that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't like in the fucking cars, you know, but it's a situation that I'm really blessed and honored to have the platform I do. And I plan on maximizing it while I'm here. That's, you know, that's the point.
0: OK, so people keep writing this on here. You guys, I am going to play the video, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having too much fun with this. So this no, you're good, man. So so everybody, when they when I when I bring your name up, because you and I I find out we have a ton of uh, mutual friends oh, on here, just just different folks. But they say, Ender is the real deal. Mm.
1: What so, does that mean to you? I mean, it's humbling. It's one of those things where like um, I. Like I said a minute ago, I never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I would have anybody really give a shit about my music or what I had to say about anything. And part of my part of my internal issues and some of my history and, and growing up in abuse and different things um, or a lot of teaching me the wrong ideals about myself. Right. And, uh, and insecurities and things like that. Right. And never feeling. Uh, like I was enough or that I was valued or that I had self worth right or any of those type of things. And so um, to have other people, you know, even yourself, place value on what I do and who I am as a human and be able to connect. That's why in a lot of my shit and even in a lot of my social media posts, I, I tend to repeat myself and say things like you are not alone. Um, it's because to me, that message, especially, especially right fucking now, needs to be heard is, uh, uh, that you're not alone in your hurt, your pain. And these are all things that, frankly, in the hip hop kind of, uh, world that I live in aren't really spoke on. And, uh, um, and if they are, it's kind of in a like, uh, yeah, you know, that's cool. You went through some shit. We all went through some shit, but let's not talk about it. Let's just, you know, mum's the word type of thing. And, um, that's just kind of not what has kept me sober to be honest. what's kept me sane on any kind of level um, is by speaking on real shit and just being honest with what's going on. And with the music and the reaction that my fan base and my family and my supporters have have kind of um, came to my side with, it didn't come from like me shying away from topics that were real to me and that and you know, and things that I felt. It came from like, I'm just going to put this shit out there because it's real to me. And if people happen to relate to it, that's a, that's just an added bonus. That's just an added bonus.
0: Don't you think sometimes that um, you're, we are who we are because of the hard shit we go through facts. And and I feel like we we have more to give away. But the key is I, I think every person out there, has shit in their life that they could, mm-hmm. that you could do the same thing that you and I are doing every day. What we do, but it's the vulnerability. People are afraid to be vulnerable because culture loves to slap you down when you start talking
1: about real shit. That's the facts, and uh, and I appreciate you saying that because that's the truth. Is you know, and it's it's not new necessarily, right? Um, but mental health is kind of like it's weird. It's a hot, it's a hot button topic kind of nowadays. But in some weird ways, uh, it almost feels like it's not taken serious. It's almost looked at, you know, as a um, uh, like a gimmick type of thing for some people, you know. And, and for somebody who suffers from mental health issues, I take it extremely serious when I hear that type of shit get talked about. But when I see somebody like yourself with the platform you do have the courage to say to anybody, right? Somebody that might not even agree with you on any kind of level, spiritually, politically, you know, relationally, whatever it happens to be, to tell other people like, hey, it's important that you speak on those emotions that you have inside because the problem with our world is, like you said, they want to tell you to shut your mouth. Don't speak about that. Like I have a song called Cry Now that's all about that honesty, that vulnerability about, like especially from a, a male stereotypical, you know, hey, we don't talk about our feelings type of bullshit. And once I was able to push past that and recognize that, hey, um, when I'm able to let go of some shit, all of a sudden it's like I don't have to carry this burden anymore. I don't, I, I don't have to. I don't have to play the fucking game. I can speak honestly. I can do those things. And here's the truth for anybody watching that's maybe feeling some of those things, like they can't. By getting vulnerable and by getting honest, you expose people that you don't want in your life anyways. Because the people that, you know, saw my video for Cry Now about speaking about real emotions and shit like that, they go, man, this is some, excuse my language, but this is some pussy shit. You know, this isn't for real men or whatever happened to be newsflash. Those type of dudes are not real men in the first place. And they're definitely not human beings that I want to be connected with in my circle. Um, And so, you know, I, I just I, I absolutely have a lot of respect for anybody that has the willingness, like even my DMs or comments. I get messages all the time from random people across the world that have the courage to reach out and send even a quick message, like, a, you know, a, a three sentence message. And I'm sure you get them too sometimes that are like, hey, I just want to tell you I've been hurting and struggling you know, with addiction or I've been hurting and struggling with my relationship or I've been hurting in this and I just want to tell you, I appreciate what you do. Even to do that, people underestimate the amount of courage it takes just to write that shit. So yeah. and don't you, I think like for me, I found my, my friends who've been in recovery, my boy, did yours in the building. I just had to give him a shout out real quick. My boy Hunter's in the building. I love you, Hunter. I see you, my guy. <laughs> there, and you already answered a question. Somebody wanted to know what the meaning to
0: cry now or was all about. You already answered it. So you go. Oh, cool. Okay, that's what's so up. I haven't really
1: seen the comments, but I just saw my boy Hunter. It's happy right there, and that's my brother from way back, from literally from when I was on the streets. Who? Hunter. Hunter. Hunter nails is in the building. I see you. He's getting a shout out right now. I love you, my guy.
0: So don't you find that people? Uh, who've been in recovery or have had hard lives are the most interesting people to hang out with because we're oh, talking about real shit instead of sitting down and going what the ducks do this week. You know, yeah, I'm the guy who wants to go. What hurts the most in a yeah. day? What's the hardest moment of your day? And yeah. How do you get through it? Because I want to learn from other yeah. people.
1: Well, and I'll tell you right now that it's not even at least for me, at least it's not even necessarily about um, the addicts and alcoholics of our world. It's really anybody that has been through some shit because anybody that's been through some things and seen some things or at least somebody that has the empathy and the understanding of watching other people go through some of that shit. um, Like you said, yeah, I would much rather have a conversation like this where we're talking about. Uh, some rigorous honesty, some emotions that people don't really want to speak about. I would much rather this for ten hours. Complete FaceTime
0: bullshit. So I'm going to I want to play this song because like Tom Hunt comes on and says, Ender, your song made me cry about today's challenges. It really hit home for me. And that's why I called you, I got your mom and got a hold of you, um, which wasn't that difficult, actually. And uh, just so you know, yeah. there's, yeah. some, there's something in that song that you take everything that I think we're all feeling, whether mask, no mask. what it's, it's not about that. It's about what we're feeling, and you just take it. And you, you, especially the second time. Mm-hmm. And this is what I noticed. I started watching your videos, and what you do so well is the first time you give me the lines and the story, and I got, I'm kind of getting into it. I'm going, okay, I hear that, and then. You just beat the shit out of me the second <laughs> time around is when it's just bam ba, ba, bam, ba, bam ba, bam ba, bam ba, ba. and you're and I'm feeling like God get off of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's what you do so well. And I don't know if you know that or understand that, but that's it's your style, and it really does work because you take people and you just you you forced me it's almost like you're teasing me the first time you just let me know what you're going to talk about. And the second time it's, I will take no prisoners. I'm going in. <laughs> and it's like, before we know it, we're sitting there going,
1: Oh my God. Hey, That, that to me, um, you know, that's, that's cool that you notice that and that you feel that because you know, it's, it's funny, but when I'm writing, I don't necessarily like, game planet, like a buildup, you know, sometimes. No, it's um, who you are. I mean, it's just who
0: it's it's a style that is you. And that's why I think people love you.
1: You know, I, I, with, with tired specifically, you know, the song going into it. It's funny how naturally that ca- song came because that song is not like, you know, it was not a song that was like, because I've had a couple people reach out and be like, man, that's cool that you wrote a song about what's going on nowadays. And that's cool that you had that, you know, as motivation. I'm like, Well, don't get it twisted like the song wasn't written because we're all going through this. The song was written because I'm going through some shit, too. Right. And, you know, and that's where the that's where the chorus, the chorus is what came first. I was driving and that's where I do ninety nine percent of my writing and I was and I was listening to the beat, and uh, shout out to my brother, Joey Kaufman, who he's my producer, he's been one of my closest friends. We've done music out of broom closets and bathrooms for years, and he sent me this beat, and I'm not joking you, Rick, within five, probably five, 10 minutes, I had the chorus done, um, and without even putting a pen to pad, cause it was just, I had it in my head and I had the melody and the harmony and I, you know, and I was feeling tired, I was feeling fucking tired. And, uh, um, I sat down, uh, pulled over into a parking lot and I wrote, um, the first verse and about halfway through that verse, that's when I was like, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do, um, and like, I already knew it. Like, this is all just like in my brain thinking is I'm going to take the second verse and I'm going to make. The comparison uh, to my life so the idea with that song is the first verse is basically a a third person take right on issues and problems that people face and people are dealing with and then the second verse was a first person take of what i'm going through to kind of uh, uh uh it's a big word but juxtapose right that um That connection between it does not fucking matter if you're a middle aged stay at home dad rapper from Oregon or if you're someone across the world that is dealing with all the issues of the first verse. We all have similarities and fears and anxieties and and whatever mental health addiction, like whatever you draw from it. And that was the idea of doing that two verse kind of combo was was to make that connection that no matter what situation you find yourself in, that you're not alone in it. Okay, let me do two, two things real quick. So Mike Weber, uh, Michael Weber says
0: perfectly, I love the way he wrote this, his lyrics grab you and shake you and make you feel you're not alone.
1: Hey, salute to you, Michael. Appreciate that, man. Salute to you, man. And then Brandy
0: says, play the damn song. <laughs> <laughs> Not in those words, but hey, that's what she means. But let me, before we play the song, what's your favorite thing or line in this song so people know when it comes up? What's the favorite, like the thing, do you have something that you know in there? I, I can think of what mine is, but do you have, is there something in there that you knew that's so close to you that
1: it's like almost the part like you don't want to put in there and you put it in? I mean, yeah, it's the it's the I turned the rear view mirror so he would see me crying. Yes. You know? Uh I knew that was it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because that part and having my son in the video too, it, you know, that was you know, 'cause cause cause that's real shit, you know, that's not that's not a lie, you know. And just from a from a fan standpoint, that is so rude of you to take me there.
0: I didn't want to go there. Right, right,
1: right.
0: right. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> You're a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad on that shit. My bad. I'm crying in here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to play the song and uh, so you guys, you can hear what's going on here and um, we'll, we'll get back.
2: What if you need a f- job but can't get one? Unless you felt that, then you don't know the way it feels To file for unemployment, get a fraction of the income And still, it doesn't pay your bills And you got kids who just found out that school's canceled Pandemic problems, here's a new handful And you're the parent, it's your job to lead by example Cause you're a superhero to them, no trick, you can't pull But inside you're cracking like a gift that's too big and it rips the wrapping And every day, some crazy new sh- keeps happening And even though you're laughing, you're not that good at acting And now we gotta quarantine and kids wanna play now But depression's a and you just wanna lay down Instead you gotta try to explain why every playground isn't safe now We're covered in caution tape now And it's all from this thing that we'll forever remember COVID-19 Do you get the vaccine or go without one? Fear of judgment and fear of an unknown outcome Like, oh, you wanna hug your grandma? You better ask, did you sanitize your hands? Is she wearing her mask? Keep six feet back or you'll be six feet in the grass What'd you say? Don't worry about what I got in this glass I'm tired, I'm alright, I'm okay, I'm a liar They say diamonds cook in the fire Best when the pressure's on So I'm trying to just hold on But my hands are tired And my stress can't get any higher Feels like I'm walking a wire now And I just look down on it. above that ground, all alone Now pay attention, I got no degrees But at least I got a few skills I use for enjoyment to make a small income But still, it doesn't pay my bills And I got a kid who just found out his school's canceled Pandemic problems now I got a handful and as a parent it's my job to lead by example cuz I'm a superhero to him No trick dad can't pull But inside I'm dying like a bird with broke wings that pretends he's flying I turn the rearview mirror so he won't see me crying, but even when I'm smiling I'm not that good at lying. It's been months on this quarantine. Daddy needs a break now. My depression's a- And I just wanna lay down Instead I gotta duck under Yellow caution tape now Sneak into a playground Just so he can play now And it's all from this thing That I just wanna forget COVID-19, wife's a nurse, so she got the vaccine I went without one, fear of judgment and fear of an unknown outcome I just wanna hug my mom without having to ask Did you sanitize your hands? Are you wearing your mask? I've been sober for years, honestly about to relapse What'd you say? Don't worry, about what I got in this flash I'm tired I'm alright, I'm okay, I'm a liar They say diamonds cook in the fire Best when the pressure's on So I'm trying to just hold on But my hands are
1: tired And my stress can't get any higher Feels like I'm walking a wire now And I just look down on net Above that ground All
2: alone My stress can't
1: get any higher Feels like I'm walking a wire now And I just look down on net Above that ground But I'm not Wow. I appreciate you playing that, Rick. I appreciate it uh, more than you know, actually, uh, because I mentioned it to you. But, um, you know, we've run into a lot of crazy shit with this song, man, and uh, YouTube and Google ads. As soon as we dropped the video, I tried to advertise it and uh, and Google ads and YouTube Uh, actually denied me. I went through four separate appeals with them at advertising the song because they said I couldn't, I wasn't supposed to say the words COVID-19 or masks or anything that had to do with the pandemic. And they they said it fell under their, um, what they say, sensitive events category um, and guidelines. And if you look it up, which trust me, I looked it up line for line, Uh, their sensitive guidelines uh, never once mentioned in there that you can't say COVID-19 because I think we've all seen ads on YouTube videos that have the words COVID in them and different shit. Um, So it's pretty uh, it's pretty insane that a song like that um, would get blocked and denied advertising um, from literally the biggest video platform on the planet from a guy in Oregon. But to see the love that it has received and to see people connecting with it and to see um, people sharing it and still enjoying it and still commenting. And and what those things do is they fuck with YouTube's algorithm. Right. So even if they don't like to see it, they have to right? They get forced to. And so everyone that's sharing that video and commenting, it means more than you guys even fucking know right now, because to put a song out like that, for one. It's not as easy as people think to like just write about your fucking life, you know, and write about your wife and write about your son and, and those type of things. But to see it um, get blocked and denied and and you know and have these issues where it feels like you're working uphill in the snow just to show people a fucking video to try and connect with them um, is difficult. But having the reactions from people who genuinely are sharing it and 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 just um, emotionally attaching themselves to to really, it's just a song about going through the shit. That's it. Like I I made very clear in that song, at least in my opinion, it was clear that this wasn't about like taking some kind of bullshit side. This is literally just about what it's like to go through something that none of us have ever gone through in the fucking universe. This is the first time this shit has happened. And I'm writing about how it's feeling and how it's how it's reacting. And like, I don't expect everybody to go, yeah, it's a great song or whatever it happens to be. But I know that the people that do connect with it and do feel that um, that means more than, you know. So thank you for I remember uh, when we talked, you had mentioned that you shed a tear when you watched it and shit like that. And that, that it, means, it, yeah. it means it means a lot. It means a lot.
0: And Michael, Michael, you and I are like brothers from another mother or something. That song should be our world anthem for the pandemic. <laughs> and I agree, because you know what, I, I think that's what, I, we all feel something, and we, we're almost told by culture we can't feel, yeah. and then here's this rapper dude who's our neighbor, and <laughs> you give us permission to not, we can't help but feel, but you gave us an outlet. And if everybody on here would please share that this link, and we'll also get a link on his YouTube page. In fact, you can go back in there and put it in the comment section, in there, oh, and yeah. and and it'll it'll show up, and people can do that. Um, I got people on here looking for CDs. They want to play it in their car. I mean, oh. there's something about that song. I think that makes us feel like it's okay to. Because right now, don't. It feels to me like right now, culture has said you cannot feel. Just get through this, and it's like I'm sorry. My heart, my feelings are part of how I deal with things, mm-hmm. and you're telling me to shut them down. And I can't, and and people are telling me what I'm supposed to think, and I don't. And then somebody like you comes along and gives me permission. And and you did well. You didn't give me permission. You you traped into my world and you interrupted my my dealing with it. And you grabbed my heart and you threw it out and you slapped it a little. And it and it and it was awesome. And I think that's how people are feeling right now. Is that have you always had the ability to write like this, or is it is it? Um because I listened to a bunch of your other stuff and I really like it as well. But is this kind of who you are?
1: You know, uh I did uh like I've done music in one facet in one shape or form for a long time. Like I said, growing up on the streets, you know, hip hop in the culture, um, you know, freestyles and, and ciphers and you know, random open mics were just kind of a part of what I lived in. But uh, uh, I took like a six year hiatus from music from like two thousand eleven to probably two thousand you know i don't know 17 or so to, yeah i guess 2017 and i didn't put anything out really publicly and i you know um i got really in my head about music and the in the mainstream and where it was at and i didn't like it you know whatever and uh and just life shit happened you know um right but taking that step back and um kind of uh coming back to music It was kind of crazy how it happened like i mentioned my my producer and friend joey kaufman he's he's also a father and he's somebody that i look up to and i respect and um and he came over i remember when my son was like brand new and he had this cd of beats just beats and he goes i know you still got the fire in you man he goes come on just listen to these and see if any of them hit i'm like i don't know man and i listened to one of them and uh, um and I had that song written like the same day. It was a song called Hallelujah, and uh, it wasn't on some spiritual shit. It wasn't on any kind of religious shit. You know, it was just about gratitude, and it was about um, basically seeing the other side of, of some life. And uh, and really, from that point on, I just kind of said. Uh, Like fuck making music for any kind of other intention other than this is what I need to say and I'm gonna I'm gonna make what's real to me and if other people connect with it and they like it then so be it and that's a really good place to be at because then that's like I just I as a youngster making music when I was in my early twenties I remember I would have all these things in my head and it was never like a kind of a reality but I always was like when I'm sitting down to write a song I would have weird intentions like. Man, I, I just gotta make a song for the girls. I gotta make a song for the for the girls, and then I gotta make a song for the club, and then wait, I gotta make a song for the gangsters, and wait, I gotta make a song for the hip hop lyrical hits. and like all this bullshit, and just like you know, like trying to force myself into some kind of box. And really, when I and I have some uh, lines of music where I talk about this, is like when I sat back and finally said, you know what, I'm just gonna make music that's real to me, and uh, and see what happens. It's funny how once I did that, um, that's when all of a sudden, uh, people started connecting opportunities started happening, uh, doors started opening up and, uh, and eardrums started really, you know, kind of keening in. And that wasn't, you know, like, I'm not one of these fucking, you know, these weirdo cats that has like lofty goals. Like, you know what, one day, man, when I'm like 70, I'm going to be the next big rapper. Like, like, like that's, that's, that's not what it is, man. I just, I do what I love. Um, I'm trying to be, uh, the best father that I can. And while I'm here, I'm going to look at maximizing what I'm fucking doing. Um, and that, that's pretty much it.
0: And that's what you and I talked about on the phone for an hour the other day. Um, you know, is the similarity in, in our lives that way is that um, when I start talking about my depression and start talking about my real life and getting vulnerable with people, mm-hmm. I start really doing what I feels right my views I, I don't I'm not doing this to get views I'm not doing this to see how many people I can bring on mm-hmm. and the more the less I do that, the more people that come on and the more I really become Rick Dancer, which is why I call my show Get Real with Rick Dancer the mm-hmm. more I let Rick Dancer out, the more the little haters come after me, but the more love I find in the real people that are, that are out there looking for stuff. And I think we're all attracted to that, especially right now. And maybe that's why, um, one of the reasons, um, you know, you're so, I, I think people just love you is because, um, you put words to our feelings and isn't that what a good artist is supposed to do?
1: In my opinion, uh, you know, being an MC, right um, has to do with not just being kind of one-sided, right? Where you can just write a song about being a good rapper, like, you know, like anybody can be a good rapper. Right. But then to me, when I think of the art of being an MC in hip hop culture and just, you know, in music in general is, um, can you have all facets of your game? Can you make a song that connects with people on an emotional level? Can you make a song that's going to bring them up right and excite people? Can you perform live? Um, can you hold a microphone? You know, it, you know certain things that you just have to be able to do um, and to carry attention. And in my personal opinion, uh, as an MC, I just feel like what good is your skill if you genuinely have skill? Let's be honest. There's a lot of rappers out there that don't have fucking skill. <laughs> you know, that's just the truth. But If you're an MC and you consider yourself a skilled rapper, what good is having that skill if you're not able to talk about real shit that's going on? And that's just me personally. Like, it's not like every song has to be like this where it's an intense emotional song, but it's just a matter of like, I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit. I'm not going to force myself to make some happy go lucky song if I'm not feeling happy go lucky, you know, that's how it goes. So
0: so two things, two more things, um, how. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to word this. I want to just say, how important is your mom to you? Uh-huh. Uh, how did, who brought you, when you were a fuck up and life was really shitty and your mom was probably spending a lot of time wondering if this was going to happen, how, what, I'll just leave it like that. You, you, you answer that.
1: Yeah, my mom is everything. Sorry. No, don't
0: be sorry. Um, Yeah,
1: she, I'm not here without her, you know? Um, That's just a fact. Uh, Growing up, you know, poor, broken home, not a lot of chances in the world and uh, abused, sexually abused, violence, you name it. I'm sorry. Without, um, don't be, because it made me who I am. But um, my mom, uh, you know, when I was locked up as a kid, I did some juvie time. She never missed one fucking visit. And uh, um, uh, that just says who she is. is um, there was an amount of grace and love that she has taught me You know, uh, through the hardships, you know, that me and uh, my younger brother experienced that, you know, my mom thinking back to her and how she must have felt through those things to watch uh, what was happening in front of her eyes with her with her children. And now to have a son is something that uh, there's really no words for it. I just I feel extremely grateful that I have a mother like her because I realize that there's not a lot of people that have that. Um, and that is a rare thing, you know. And uh, um, you know, I used to find myself um, you know, constantly angry, and frustrated, and bitter about the way I grew up, you know, and not having a father around and this and that. Uh and the older I got and the more mature I got, the you know, the more I grew and really realized um that I was so crazy fucking blessed to have a mom like her that um gave a shit, you know, when I was living on the streets. As a teenager, I remember uh, seeing her little car. We had this old school; it was like an '86 Toyota Tercel, I think it was. And uh, and she would get in it and drive through alleyways and downtown before those streets were there. Really, not the safest thing, right, for like a mom to drive around at nighttime down there by herself. But she would drive around. She would ask other, you know, other homeless street kids and you know whoever else was down there, "Have you seen my son? His name's Ender. Have you seen him? Have you seen him?" And I was so lost in my own addictions and my own shit, you know, that I would, um, that I would tell him to tell that lady I don't know who she is. And uh, yeah, my mom's everything. So then,
0: my last question: um, How important was it when you and your wife? Hey, fuck you for getting me back, by the way, Rick. This is I'm a good story this isn't going to be any easier. When you and your wife looked down and you
1: had a son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh that was massive. Actually, the day we found out that we were having a son was massive. You know, it was huge because, you know, I um growing up, like I said, you know, with the random hardships and shit like that, I, I would find my mom crying in her room randomly. You know, like I just find her, and I would I would hold her. I am just a kid, and I hold my mom and I just say it's okay, mom. It's okay, and I remember being like, you know, second grade, holding my mom, and she's crying. I remember telling her, um, "It's going to be okay." I'm, when I have a kid one day, when I have a son, I'm going to be the best dad ever. So don't worry, mom. I'm going to be okay. You know, whatever. And uh, um, so when I found out that that I was going to have a son, um, that I was going to have that chance at redemption, uh, yeah, man, game changer in more ways than I can explain. And uh, you know the fact is, is that this rap shit is cool. It's a blessing to be able to have the platform I do, uh, to have people to listen. But being a father will forever be the biggest honor and blessing that I've ever experienced in my life. And being able to pass down and teach shit to my son that I never that I had to learn the hard way, you know, the ugly way, all that shit to me is the best part about being a parent in the first place. Is getting to be the person to your kid that you didn't have, you know, that protector, that investor, that educator, that, you know, to be that human being is a surreal experience. And like, I remember before I had a kid, you know, you hear people talk about kids and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. You're one of those fucking parents that's always posting pictures of your kid. And then you have a kid. And I remember my first like week of being a parent, I posted probably like 50 pictures of him online. I remember just, just writing out a caption that said, okay, parents, I get it. <laughs> you know? and then, and like, it's like, you just you get it at that point. And uh, um, yeah, my son uh, being born was major, like major.
0: Yeah, see, that's why you and I, that's why I love you. It's because I, I grew up the same kind of thing. And then when I had my two boys, yeah. uh, my dad went around. And when I had two boys, at first, I was super excited. Then I got scared. Right? Like, how do I do this? Right. Um, i didn't grow up understanding how this happens and people just can't ended up coming into my life that could help fill the pieces and, and i went to therapy for three years uh, oh. to get over my dad's stuff and like right. because so I, I went i looked at my wife and i said i cannot be him right. i have to do something right. different you know um there's somebody on here and i don't i don't want to murder the first name but buck miss buck Thank you for your ability to be vulnerable with us. You gave me strength today to have hope that my son will overcome his addictions. And Miss Buck, um, let me tell you, there's so many people on here who have struggled through addictions and have come through it. Um, so there's a ton of hope. Um, which the key is though, like his mom, you just drive down in the middle of the night, and you go find your baby.
1: <laughs> well, here's the deal like, here's the truth, right? Is that, and that's like the hardest part about being a parent, right? Is like understanding that really, um, it was never about my mom, you know what I mean? It, it really wasn't, it was about me, um, Running into a fucking brick wall enough times to finally um, say, you know what, I don't want to run into this brick wall anymore. And and sadly, you know, not uh, not everybody gets second chance, right? And so uh ultimately you know uh for miss buck or anybody else that you know has a um a loved one a kid that's fighting with addictions is just to remember that there absolutely is fucking hope that's just that's just the truth there is absolutely hope and that's the whole message of uh of the song like tired or a song like cry now right it's like hey it doesn't matter how far down the spectrum, you know, I've seen and experienced crazy shit in my life where I thought my life was completely done. There's no coming back from this. There's, there's no forgiveness. There's no nothing I've seen in other people's lives where it looks like a complete fucking black hole. And then there's absolute resurrection to that. So like, you know, just recognizing no matter where that person is, no matter their age, that absolutely there is growth. There is hope. There is all of those things um, that can come, and uh, that's that's just the truth, you know. And uh, and it's absolutely better than the latter because the other choice is well, everything sucks, you know, and everything is just going to shit. And uh, yeah, and you know, that's that's not the mindset um, to have on any level. Dude, I am so glad that your mom reached out to me. Um, Hey, she's crazy, man. That's so. (laughs) If I could do. It That's works. so funny, man. People like the agent move and was like the secret agent with you, you know? Like, oh, yeah, you might like this video. That's so funny to me. Hey, you want to hear something funnier, too? So check it out. So um, so that day I was I was busy, I was doing shit with my son, and I remember oh, we went and hiked uh, the butte, me and my son, and uh, I saw and, uh the pictures, yeah. I saw we, we hiked the butte, me and my son, and, and our puppy. And so when we got back, we we're and first off, it poured raining on us. It was like whoever's idea it was to take a five-year-old ginger hiking with a fucking puppy, like <laughs> no, dude, like that, yeah, that was my idea. I mean <laughs> for sure. But so we go do this, we get back, we're dirty as shit. And she blows my phone up like five different times in a row. And I just saw it while I was like cleaning the dogs in the bath and whatever. And uh, I was like, it must be an emergency. She's blowing me up like five times. I pick up. I was like, what's up, mom? I'm like at this point sweating, cleaning up the dog, cleaning up my kid. I was like, I'm giving the bath. Are you okay? Like what's going on? And she's like, have you seen your messages? And I was like, no, I haven't. I was like, I've been busy. She goes, just check them. Get back to me. And I was like, all right, mom, you're you're cool. I'm not joking you, an hour later, I didn't even get a chance to check the messages. I hear the doorbell ring. She lives like two miles from here. She
2: Listen, she fucking jogged. She did her cardio, and she, she's like, comes to the door. She's like, hey, I was just uh, in the neighborhood, really excited and really
1: proud of you and just wanted to come. Anyways, and then she told me everything that had happened. I was like, mom, you are
0: home. Rick Cancer is on Facebook asking every person in the world how to get in touch with you.
1: Hey, But she was so, you know, it's one of those things where she was so proud and so excited, and and Lord knows, like, to see her – you know, with that kind of energy uh, for for what I'm doing or whatever, versus you know the energy that she used to see driving down those alleys, you know, like there's no words for that. You know what I mean? Like you know, and and, uh, and yeah, man. So it's um it's 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 a surreal thing. It's a blessing. It's crazy. It's all those things. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a trip. My mom is a, she's a G for sure. My mom, the the my most fond memory of
0: my mother was when I was a Teenager and I had super long feathered back hair, you know, like all the nice we were doing, and I wore the bell bottoms and all that shit. And yes, smoking yes. and smoking yes. weed and all that. And my mom one day the, the card wouldn't start. So my mom says, you know, I'll take you to school, Ricky. And uh, she called me Ricky. Um yeah. no, like like the Kenny thing, nobody calls me Ricky.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: And she uh she so she takes me in the station wagon. And she pulls up to the school, and I said, "Mom, drop me off back there." You know, she goes, "No, no, 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 honey. I'm going to take you up to your friends." And I'm like, "Ugh." So Come she on. drops me up. She, oh, I open the door to get out, and my mom looks at me. She goes, "Ricky, honey, mommy's going to miss her baby all day long." <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? All, all my friends are looking at me like. Oh, my God, you little pansy. And yeah. I got out of the car and I turned around. And I looked at my mom and she kind of waved like this. And I never forgot that because she loved me so much. I yes. wanted to embarrass me and let her know. But now today, when I think about her, she's not here anymore. When I think about her, I think about you. You went over the line, just like you said, your mom went downtown looking for you. It was that. That's kind of what I needed to know that. Because, you know, I, I walked away embarrassed. But inside of my heart was smiling because I yeah.
1: knew her. Yeah, you. Yeah, you knew how much you were loved.
0: Yeah, moms are pretty powerful. I mean, dads have their place. We all have our place. But I watch my two sons with my wife. And it's sure. like You boys are toast. I mean, you are to- You she. You have her wrapped around your fingers, but you don't realize how much she has you wrapped around you. <laughs> <fingers. laughs> right, right. And your girlfriends are gonna go. God, your mom. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. That's hilarious. Ander, thank you so much. You made my night. I mean, already the song made it, and I really hope this helps you. And. I can, honest, I don't throw this word out a lot, you know. But dude, I love you, man. You're, an, I think you're like, I want to keep you in touch with you, man. Because I,
1: you got yeah. my number, man. So we'll stay in touch any fucking. Yeah. time. Man. We'll go
0: out and have some, uh, have a lunch, just have a lunch or something like that. And, um, and now that Lane County's open, we're gonna take our masks off. and We're gonna sit inside. Hey. And
1: have- <laughs> and that's gonna feel like such a surreal moment when we all get to do that shit again. Because who, like, God, that's crazy, man. But yeah, genuinely, Rick, I appreciate. And uh, and uh and value the fact that you were willing to share the song that you were willing to you know um uh, give me the opportunity to speak a little bit and uh and yeah because like i said to run into all the issues that have happened with this song that genuinely i never fucking saw coming i did like i genuinely didn't like i joked around on social media like oh yeah i'll probably get canceled for this one like i never In my wildest dreams, genuinely thought that the biggest video platform in the world would not allow me to run an ad on a song that, to me at least, is so far from something that deserves to be banned. Like telling us, I can't even speak on what we're going through. I can't even say the words COVID-19. is crazy, you know, but I genuinely it uh um, it, it's an honor for me to be able to um to jump on here and i appreciate you sharing that and shout out to every single person i saw my boy james i gotta give him a shout out so one of my best friends in the fucking universe james butler biggity big that's my guy he's one of my best friends and honestly um he's the reason why i'm clean and sober today he was the person that i actually picked up the phone coming out of a blackout walking through gateway mall um august eleventh, two 2005. And I picked up my, I flipped my phone open. It was the flip phones. Remember the flip phones? Oh yeah. And I flipped the phone open, and I don't even remember why or where, but I remember picking up the phone and calling him. And it's because of him that I'm clean and sober today. Because I, 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 reached out to him, and he told me where the next meeting was, and I don't even remember how I fucking got there, but it's because of him. And and we've shared stages in front of thousands of people now, clean and sober. And uh, um, yeah, that's my fucking brother. So I had to give him a shout out.
0: Oh, mom's got what got last. We'll let mom have the last comment on there. So go back. And I think Dale might have already shared your video on here, but um, what you can do and do too is go on the page and in the comment section because it'll go to everybody that's on here. Um, Just put your information like how to get on your Facebook page and that kind of stuff. Just tag it in there and then people, oh, you're already doing it. Um, I just did, I think.
1: I I think I just did it.
0: I think you did too. Boom. Um, Here's the link to the video. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Stud, um, I will talk to you soon. We'll do this again, okay? When you, anytime, anytime you come out with a new song, you get in touch with me. And if you don't, I'll. well, I better not threaten you because you don't want well, me on there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, exactly. And your mom's number, as weird as that is, don't be fucking with my mom, Rick. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go to your mom now. I think, you know,
0: hey, I'm the Silver Fox, and she likes me. So oh, that's you know, good, dude. Chat's ended, good. ended, man. I fucking hate you, man. Um, I love you son, be good. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. All right, Wow. Was that awesome or what? I knew I was looking forward to that for a reason. So um, the real deal, um, all the words people use to describe him. Um, you know, when you see somebody that has a gift like that, that can reach in and pull your soul. Um, and like Michael said, uh, put words to the things you're feeling that you, you can't get. And that's what a real artist does is puts the words to the things that we do. Um, So again, I want to thank Coburg Road Car Wash. You guys, if you like the content we do, please go to the sponsors that do it for us. Um, We can't do this without them, You know their sponsorship. And uh, Coburg Road Car Wash uh, is really good about doing anything. So if you're going to get your car wash, go in there and say, hey, man, thank you for supporting Rick Dancer. And you can mention the show, and they'll know what it is because they know what they're doing. And, uh, and that's kind of how it works. So, um, and remember, it's never a bad day for a car wash (laughs) and please share this on your page, share his video. The video will be on here, but you can share this on your page. I guess more people paying attention and understanding who it really is, which is helpful for people. And, um, and, uh, so on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, uh, go to the next video because the next video was last night where we blew it out of the water, the state of Oregon is slapping fines on people because I think they're trying to make an example of businesses that are not living under the mandates of the governor. So go check that out because it's a pretty interesting story. Uh, That's for all you folks on YouTube. All right, we'll see you um, tomorrow night. Good night.